What's up, folks? Welcome to Hidden in Plain Sight. Brandon Steele back for another installment of the Solo Show Saga. And this week, the only thing anyone's talking about is the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Now, this uh, this particular adaptation of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Silmarillion is causing controversy because there are black characters. Uh... Let's let's break down a lot of this. Like at this point, it just seems weird to be getting angry about TV adaptations. Like you know what's coming, just be prepared for it. Or, and we don't know this. It could be possible. Maybe J.R.R. Maybe J.R.R. Tolkien was just very very racist. You know, secretly, obviously. But I mean, Middle Earth was supposed to be just white Europeans and orcs. I guess. So, I don't think that was really on his mind in the 40s. Also, if you've ever read The Silmarillion, it's not a very, like, entertaining book. It's kind of boring and difficult to get through. Like, you gotta really, really like Tolkien to read The Silmarillion all the way through. Because it's basically like reading the back of a history textbook. That's pretty much it. You know? It's just a literal explanation of what had happened in the preceding ages. So, yeah, not great. So, in that, in that regard, you know, I'll give the writers a little leeway. They had to, you know, make this bearable. But, of course, they also had to interject their politics into it. Uh... I thought it was odd. You know, I'm all for diversity. Who fucking cares? I don't really give a shit. But it was odd that every group in the show had pretty much like a 50-50 split of black characters to white characters. I don't think that's realistic if I'm being completely frank. You know, just 50-50 down the middle. Not even a disparity somewhere. Because that brings up a few problems in itself, which is like, one, why did all the black characters create only white offspring? That seems not correct. Unless, like, genetics don't exist in Middle Earth. And who fucking knows? Maybe that's the case. But, like, there's the white dwarf and his, his wife, the black dwarf. Their kids end up being white because the one from the Lord of the Rings is his descendant. So, like... Does that just mean none of the black people, like, procreated? Or does that just kind of imply that, like, at some point, they were all genocided? Because they're gone by the Lord of the Rings, and this is before that. So, you know, by, by putting this in, you're actually making some rough implications for the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Because there are no black folk in that. Not a single one to be found. Look, I'm not watching Lord of the Rings black folk and I'm just not doing it. Okay? Elves is white. All right? I've said it once. I'll say it a hundred times. Elves is white. I ain't never seen a black elf, have you? No. Of course not. Because they are not real. We got to keep Middle Earth white. I do like the idea that there's just a strain of like, southern rednecks who are very in to, like, Lord of the Rings and Tolkien lore. You know, just watching this show, getting really fucking mad, just, hell no, hell no, that's incorrect. Galadriel would never fight. She is a kind with a great temperament, okay? This is bullshit. They clearly have not read the literature. It's the last stand of, of the Confederacy is keeping Middle-earth white. That'll be the next clan rally. They're replacing us in Middle Earth. I'll be damned if they take our elven jobs. The fact that this is a prequel to the movie series does, uh, yes, implicate that all the black characters die off. And there's no mention of it. You think that would have made it into, like, one of the history books in Middle Earth? You know, about the day all the darkies disappeared. That seems like it'd be, you know... Something important. But 
We'll see if they figure that out a few seasons later. Also, people seem to be overlooking this, is that in the original trilogy, there were Indians. They fucking rode elephants into battle. And nobody had a problem with that, even though it's incredibly stereotypical. Just have fucking 7-Eleven clerks ride men on elephants to fight, you know, men and elves in the battle for Middle-earth. But no one cared about that representation, right? Not a single word about how, hey, there were Indians. They were just evil elephant-riding Indians, you know? They weren't the good guys. But I've yet to see an Indian in, you know, the new series. So I think, you know, the original trilogy needs a little more respect in that regard because they did have some diversity. It just wasn't great, you know? They had a female warrior, and she kills, like, one of the big bads. So, like, yeah, they, they checked most of the boxes. They just kept it white. But also, you know, with this whole push for diversity in the new show, I ain't see no Asians. I ain't see no fucking, you know, Italians. Or, like, you know, no Mexicans. No people with handicaps. So... If your, you know, idea of representation is just black people, that seems a little, you know, a little suspect to me, right? If you're going to rewrite some of this, why not include everyone? We want Middle Earth to look like real Earth. Where the fucking Asians at, huh? If this was, you know, more realistic to their history, they'd be a pretty good power to fuck with, right? Where are the Mexicans at? They should be the ones who make the rings. They fucking make everything else. You know, the Chinese could be the ones who steal the plans for the ring from for the rings for uh, Sauron, right? There were ways they could have incorporated this, but no, no. Representation is only for blacks on the TV. Maybe that was as far as they thought they could push. You know, the writers were like, look, we, we came up with black characters, okay? We have a female lead. We put any more brown folk in this, it's going to get ugly. Or were they just like Asian elf? Unrealistic. No one would buy this. Asian dwarf, because they're short. I'm just saying, you know? But apparently, apparently that's as far as they wanted to go. And I think that's rather funny. When you can, you know, when you are doing something very transparently in the name of uh, representation, you go, ah, we can only pick one of the minorities. Which do you want? And if you want to make it feel real, you know, you should have had some Middle Earth original like slurs, Right? Like all the all the black folk just like fit in. There's no there's no like trials they have to overcome. You know, the the black hobbit isn't being called like the Middle Earth version of the N word. They kind of hint at it with the black elf, but I would have gone for it. Look, knowing Tolkien, he probably wrote out slurs in like whatever weird Middle Earth dialect he came up with. The dude invented languages. So I'm sure he invented slurs. But that's what I would have done. I would have, if you want it to feel real, they can't just be there. You know, people need to notice that they're there by calling them slurs. No explanation, you know? Elrond goes to meet Durin and finds out he has a black wife and doesn't have a single question. I would have been like, hey, you've had black dwarves the whole fucking time. Where did she come from? Is this an anomaly? Because that's the only black dwarf I saw. Doesn't really work if there's one. You know? That's pretty much just like a private high school that's good at football. They got, they got one black kid, and he's there because he's good at football. So they're like, nah, we need, we need a black dwarf, but eh, more than one. That's going to be a tough sell. 
You know, let's not get greedy. But there's there's just no uh, originality to it, right? Can't just be like, oh, well, we put in black characters. Like, no, no. Make them part of the lore. There need to be riddles and rhymes about how dark skin is, I don't know, better. Like, why could the, the hobbits not have, like, a drinking song that ends with, like, you know, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice? That would have been funny. And a good throw, like, call back to the original trilogy because all those hobbits do is get drunk and sing. Hobbits honestly, like, seem like they rule. To party with? Are you kidding me? Hobbits are known throughout Middle-earth for uh, getting fucked up and partying. What a sweet reputation. You know, as a fucking, as the little midgets of Middle-earth, what you're known for is like, yo, those, those dudes may be small, but they will fucking out-drink you, out-smoke you. You know, they can go fuck eight hobbit chicks later. The hobbits sound like they rule. Which I guess is why they're the stars of the show. Because, like, they're awesome. You know? They're very American to me. They just love eating all the time, you know, getting hammered and smoking weed and pipe tobacco. Fantastic. That's why they're classic characters, let's be honest. And they could have woven some of that into these new characters. And look, maybe they will. They still have time. And to be honest, for the cost, for the amount of money it costs to make each of these episodes, I really hope they do. Because they'll have spent enough money on this series to, like, literally fix inner cities in America. And don't get me wrong, I'd still prefer the TV show over those cities. Fuck them, I need something to watch. But if you're mad that people are mad about them playing with Tolkien's lore and adding these, you know, characters that didn't previously exist for the sake of diversity quotas... How about you be mad at the fact that Jeff Bezos and Amazon have spent about a billion dollars on a TV show? You know, that's, that's an actual injustice if you want to put it that way. Like, that's bad. It's, what's even worse is if this series sucks. Just the thought like, yeah, I mean, we could have fixed Flint's water, but, you know, Jeff really likes Lord of the Rings. Unfortunately, it's shit. And it might be shit because they had to turn off the Rotten Tomato reviews because they claim they were getting review bombed. I think people just didn't fucking like it because, uh, you know, the first two episodes were a little boring. But, they, yeah, they, they went and turned off the reviews. I imagine, and, if, and they had to play the racist card. We always do. And why not? If I had it, I'd play it all the time. Are you kidding me? Anytime someone said anything negative, I'd be like, that's racist. So I don't blame them at all for doing that. But having to shut off the reviews for your show, not good. I think they cut it off at like 38. And hey, people only go to leave reviews if they really didn't like it. And a lot of people really did not like this. You know? And an article I read about it even said that most of the reviews weren't racist. There were some, which is very funny to go on Rotten Tomatoes and be like, I enjoyed the original trilogy, but, you know, they're just shoving these black people in our faces now. And look, black, black dwarf's just not realistic, and I don't think I can watch this. One out of ten. Never bodes well. I mean, and then they have the lead Galadriel, and this chick apparently had to, like, get therapy from filming fight scenes, which feels like a pretty good, you know, analogy for why women don't make the best warriors if filming fake fight scenes left you traumatized. You know, you had to talk to someone about that. That's, that's not exactly what I would call a warrior mindset. But she's hot. I like that. I think that Galadriel's hot. That's pretty cool. So I don't mind it. I'm fine with them making female leads as long as they're hot. It's all that matters to me. Now, it'd be nice if, like, their character didn't suck, too, but can't ask for that much. So, 
I'll settle for her being hot at the moment. It'd be nice if she wasn't such a cunt in the show, because every scene with her is just her being an angry bitch, which I don't know why they thought like, oh yeah, people are going to love this version of Galadriel. This is what I'm thinking. What if she was a really, really big pain in the ass to deal with? You know, she's hot, but she's really, no one fucking likes her, except Elrond, but he's thinking with his dick. Right? Like, she's just a crazy bitch who just wants to go fucking fight and kill everything. Now, I will continue to update this story as the episodes come out. It's a shame. Some of it looked really good. Like, it's incredibly well shot. The score is pretty good. I mean, once again, when you're spending a billion dollars, it better fucking be good. It better at least look good and sound good. You know? Good writing would be a plus, but you can't have everything. Sometimes you got to take what you can. I do wish they had done more merch for this. Like, personally, I would have done sex toys. You know, like rings of power, like the cock ring of power. Like, that'd be fun. You know, it's the one cock ring to rule them all. Get creative. That's what the kids love these days. Kids love creative merch. That's the game now. Okay, you got to do something different. And if I've got a franchise based on powerful rings, I mean, cock ring seems obvious, right? You can make it cool and tasteful, look just like the one ring to rule them all. You know, inscribe some weird, like, suck me or some shit on it in Elvish. Or is it Elvin? I don't fucking know. Who cares? This is a made-up language. You people are getting mad about made-up shit. And now I have to get mad about made-up shit. Okay, I mean, it's fine. Like, I signed up for this life. But Jesus Christ, this is why a civil war is not going to happen. We'd rather fight over, like, this TV show. You know, talk about why She-Hulk fucking sucks. While some people are like, you guys are just bigoted misogynists. That's, That's the most fighting we can do in this country at this point is we bicker over, you know, made-up TV shows. Based on a book, I think maybe 10% of the viewing audience actually read. The Silmarillion is a genuinely, like, that's a deep cut in the Tolkien lore. There's not enough people who've read the material to really be mad at the show. It's mostly just people mad that, you know, they're force-feeding diversity but the script sucks. That elf should have talked any bonics or had like some weird black elven dialect. Maybe, you know, Snoop Dogg maybe makes a cameo smoking a fucking fat ass blunt. It's Snoop Dizzle to the Rizzle and I'm a Elvizzle for shizzle, my nizzle. But no, they, they, they didn't do anything creative. But again, look, if I were to give it a rating, it's like a, I don't know, a six, maybe a seven. But that's because I knew what they were going to do going in. If you know what's coming in terms of this shit, and you're not like a nerd, you'll probably be fine. The nerds are understandably upset. There are few things they care about in this world more than Lord of the Rings. You know? This is like their Bible. And you can't just go writing new fucking canon for their Bible and not expect them to make a ruckus. It's really the angry nerd era. Which is interesting to see. Because that's largely who they're saying is doing like the review bombing and shit. is just furious nerds. And I don't, I find that very believable. The people who live online are going to care about this shit. They don't have real friends. Frodo was, Frodo and Sam were their only friends. Okay? And now you're going to tell them that Frodo and Sam are two fucking white chicks with twigs in their hair? All right, speaking of progress, Old Hove made headlines when he uh, likened calling a capital... He likened being called a capitalist to being called the N-word. As you know, Hove is not just a businessman, he's a businessman. So he's very rich. Very, very rich. And that's what is hip with the kids these days, is calling all rich people capitalists because they're rich. And I guess you could say that's become a slur. 
Though I don't think you get to call it a slur if you're rich. You know, people should be able to call you whatever you want. You still have all the money. But it's very funny because as more black folk become very rich, and let's remember, the NBA and the NFL are minting millionaires every year. Yeah, Jay-Z got some flack. You know, the socialists did not like it. You know, and actually a lot of the other black folk didn't like it. Most of them were like, hell yeah, Hove, fucking make that paper, which is what you should, you should say, okay? It's the point in this, in this country is getting fucking rich. People really need to learn to stop playing word games with Hove. The man rhymes for a living, okay? If you're going to try and, you know, play word games with fucking Jay-Z, he's going to win. The dude is a wordsmith, okay? Like, he really can fucking flip it. And let's also be honest. The American dream, regardless of race, is to get rich and be greedy. We all like to pretend we want to get rich, you know, and do good things. We want to donate to charity and shit like that. And maybe you do a little, but only because it's a tax break. Really, we just want to hoard as much money as possible so that we can buy cool shit, okay? If I get Jay-Z wealthy, there's one good thing I'm going to do, which is I'm going to build a fantastic little league for Compton because I think there's a lot of black kids that can make it to the MLB if they just had the equipment. Name the park after, like, Dr. Dre or Kendrick. I don't know. But outside that, I'm keeping my fucking money. I'm going to go buy a mansion. Or an island. The islands are really growing on me. You know, not because of what Jeffrey did. I just like the idea of living like a medieval ruler. You know, just like this is my island. And if anybody tries to come and take it, I will shoot those invaders. But a castle also sounds cool. Right? There's not that many of those left. I don't know who builds castles these days. But the bigger, the, the point really is that, yeah, we want to get rich and then we want to get even more rich. No one ever gets to a certain number and they're like, I'm good. I don't need to make any more money. You know, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk have more money than like 90% of the world combined. To be honest, it's actually probably like 98% of the world combined. But they still want more money. Because, yes, that is how this system works. Greed is kind of necessary and also built in, you know. Capitalism doesn't really work if we're all just trying to make our fair share, you know. It's not about charity, okay. Charity is for poor people. Let's just make that up front right now, okay. Charity is for the poors, you know. Wealth is for buying Bentleys and, you know, $100,000 watches, Okay, I don't want I don't want to give any money to charity. I want a Rolex. I didn't become a multimillionaire so I could give my money away. Point is, don't fucking give money to poor people, aka charity. Well, you can give it to poor people if it's directly, but charities are a scam. All right? Just the Susan G. Komen Foundation is all I need to say. That was a charity too for breast cancer. You know what it also was? Fraudulent. And I regret running in her event, you know. If I had known what she was doing with that money at the time, my eighth grade self would have said, excuse me, but this lady's a crook. I cannot in good conscience run this 10K, all right? I'm not raising a penny for this thief. But alas, I was young, didn't know any better, and also probably wouldn't have cared. But... The fun part about that story is I found a bag that was left unattended, and this was in uh, 2004, so yeah, a few years after 9-11, and uh, let's just say when I pointed that out, a lot of police showed up. Now, it wasn't a bomb, just some asshole left a bag, but boy, did they treat it like a bomb. So that was, that was fun, you know, the 10K wasn't very fun, but yeah. The socialists have lost the rap game, so that's a wrap on this. If the rap game's not going to support your movement in this era, just give it up, okay? 
and let's be honest, rap is inherently capitalistic. All rap lyrics about getting money, fucking bitches, buying chains, buying cars, buying houses. It's not about donating. You've never heard DJ Khaled yell about donating money to charity before Pusha T raps about Coke. It's not how it works, okay? The rap game is about greed. Now, occasionally those people give back, like, to their community. But sometimes that also ends up getting you shot like Nipsey Hussle. R.I.P. King. So, if you've lost the rap game, you've lost culture. And the socialists just need to accept that, okay? I'd be recruiting rappers. But that's a hard pitch to sell to people who came from nothing and now, like, maybe have some money. Like, baby. You're not going to go to the baby and be like, hey, we need you to help us push socialism. Here's, here's the gist of it. We're going to take most of your money, if not all of it, and redistribute it. Now, you'll have some left, but we want everyone to be taken care of. That's an immediate fuck you, get the fuck out of my house before I shoot you. And we know baby loves shooting people. Right? And getting away with it, which is even more fun. So, yeah, they should just give up on that. It's over. It's over, you know? You could probably con, like, Taylor Swift into doing it because she's fucking dumb. But outside white women, no one's buying this. No one's buying it. Look, it sounds cool until you're rich. Once you're rich, it's pretty much just like, fuck off, it's my money. I'm not, we're not, we're not eating the rich, okay? I eat you know, $1,000 steaks every night. So go starve somewhere else, you fucking poor pieces of shit. Which is what Jay-Z pretty much said. And it's funny also that he compared it to being called the N-word because it's not like racists calling him a capitalist. So I support Hove in his endeavor, you know, to make obnoxious amounts of money and give it to absolutely no one. He has... No responsibility for anyone else. And yeah, he is married to Beyonce, who has even more money than him. But I think they should, you know, buy more castles and shit with it. Go buy a fucking NBA team. Forget these losers whining about you getting rich. Why are we mad that black folks are getting rich? They do cooler things with their money. Well, unless you get to, like, Jeff Bezos' level. He's building rocket ships. But I'm pretty sure black people are either afraid of space or, like, don't believe it's real, you know, most of the time. They they believe aliens are real, though, which is one thing I love about them. But, like, I don't think you'll ever see a black billionaire and be like, I'm going a, I'm to a build me a spaceship. If Brother Bobby had Jeff Bezos' money, I doubt he'd be like, I'm going to build me a spaceship. Yeah, I know what I'm saying? No, if black people get that rich, they'd probably, you know, just buy cooler Bentleys, I guess. Bigger chains? I don't know. When you have enough money to buy literally everything, that must become a bit of a conundrum. So, like, what else can I buy? Which is why I guess they've just started, like, building schools and shit. Which I guess is fine. If you're building, if, if you're using your money to get a building built so that you can put your name on it, I'm fine with that charitable act because it's also got a bit of greed woven into it. Like, yes, you paid for this fantastic building that will uh, help many students, you know, get an education. But also that structure that has your name on it is going to be around for quite a while. And that's legacy. And I guess that's the thing you can truly buy with that much money. You can buy a legacy. Not that Hove didn't already have one, but now he has one with uh, his name on buildings. So, if the grid ever goes down and the music gets erased, he'll still have that building. Maybe Hove could build a pyramid. Maybe that'll move, like, ahead of Island on my list of insane things I would build if I got that rich. I'd build the first, like, like, pyramid house. But it would be, like, the size of one of the actual pyramids. Just monstrously big. Like the Luxor Hotel, but just for me. 
that would also be unique. Ain't many motherfuckers out there living in pyramids, okay? Trying to be a trendsetter here. Speaking of legacy, there was an article in the New York Post about Serena Williams with the headline, Serena Williams' legacy is bigger than her tennis exploits. Now, while I understand what they're going for, I think that's a horrible fucking message. Okay? Serena Williams is literally the undisputed greatest, like, probably overall tennis player, definitely women's, of all time. By a mile. Her career is astounding. She's one of the most dominant athletes in sports, period. All right? Like, that's a, that's a big legacy already. Okay? Like, and I doubt anyone's going to beat her. Her numbers are insane. So to be like, that's not enough, I have to have, you know, a second legacy, that just seems greedy to me. Like, it's not enough to be the greatest ever at your chosen craft. If I become, you know, like, if this became the greatest podcast ever, I'd be fine with just that being my legacy. Right? I wouldn't be like, you know, I, I have bigger things, you know, that I want to do besides the world's most famous podcast. I want to go be a Jehovah's Witness, knock on doors and shit. Right? Like, I mean, if, she, like, yeah, I get, oh, she wants to be a mother. Like, okay, that's cool. There's a lot of people who are moms. You know what? A lot of people aren't the greatest tennis player of all time. I think there's a lot of people who would gladly take just that legacy and nothing else and be thrilled because that's pretty fucking cool. All right. Like Floyd Mayweather is always going to be known as, you know, potentially the greatest boxer ever. You know, his legacy's not going to be that he beat those women. That will be, you know, a part of the, the history, but that's not the legacy. Okay, his legacy is that he beat people in a ring, not that he beat women at home. All right? His legacy is also going to be how much fucking money he's worth. Because I don't know if y'all know this, but Floyd is fucking rich. It's, it's foolish. Like, you're never going to be as good at anything else as she was at tennis. That's as good as you can get at something. She could be a fantastic mom, a great mom, in fact. And I don't doubt it. But she's not going to be better than she was on the tennis court. Unless somehow those kids end up being tennis superstars, which is possible. She's passing down some really good genetics. Look, I also ran a 10K uh, with Serena Williams there, and her thighs are unbelievably huge. It doesn't look human. Right? Like, it, it was shocking to see those things in, in person. They are massive. It's, it's, you can tell. Like, you see someone built like that, you're like, oh, yeah, she's the greatest ever. She's a freak athlete with thighs that were bigger than my entire torso. This just, once again, American greed. Even if we're the greatest ever at something, we still desire for more. And I mean, I guess in a way that's beautiful because I think greed can be beautiful, but also not a great message, right? You should be able to pat yourself on the back if you become the greatest ever in your field. Like you can be like, hey, I have had a great run. I've left a great legacy. Now I'm going to move on and live out the rest of my life. Like, no one's ever going to go up and be like, hey, can I have your autograph? You're my favorite mother ever. No. No. Foolish to think otherwise. Why would you put that pressure on yourself? You've had a great career. You've done everything you set out to accomplish. You should be able to just stop and, you know, go fuck off and do whatever you want. Why do we have to leave a legacy after you've already left a remarkable legacy? Settle down. This is what people get mad at Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk for. Because it's not enough that they built up these companies. Now these dickheads want to go to the fucking moon and shit. 
Elon wants to go to Mars because I guess, you know, self-driving cars to play Mario Kart weren't enough for his legacy ambitions. Jeff Bezos building his dick rockets, trying to make it to the moon for, probably just wants to put a fucking Amazon warehouse up there. Drop packages from, from the moon straight to your front door, you know, out of interstellar orbit. Don't doubt the man. He's got enough money. If you can spend a billion dollars on a TV show, that's real fuck it money. You could hire the most expensive actors for your entire cast. It still shouldn't cost a billion dollars. I don't know what these visual effects and graphic artists are charging these days, but I think they're running the tab up a little. Okay? Tell these nerds to make this shit cheaper. We shouldn't be wasting this money. So my favorite story of the week was from the New York Post. And this young lady uh, busted her boyfriend for cheating after he came back and was better and lasted longer in bed. Yes, that's how she figured it out. So apparently the dude, you know, went on a boy's cabin trip, as fellas do. And uh, someone invited two gals there. You know, and one of them had to stay the night. And of course, there was only one bed. And that's kind of just how this happens. So they fucked. And then upon returning, returning home, you know, to his girlfriend, and she's hot, don't get me wrong, she's pretty attractive, uh, fucked her too. And apparently, and this is a big red flag for me. In the midst of, you know, having sex with her boyfriend, has the thought, why is he, why hasn't he come yet? And, you know, like, why does he know these new moves? Something seems amiss. Right? Like, if that's your first thought and you're not just like, wow, he's getting better at this, either A, that dude was fucking terrible in bed the first time and the fact that he came back competent, she was like, hey, what the fuck happened? Or this is a kooky fucking bitch. And I'm going with B, to be honest with you. This, to me, is one of the craziest things I've read. Because, one, he admits it to her at some point. Very, you know, apologetic. Uh, And she says that she even accepted his apology and is still dating him. But she still had a fucking article written in the New York Post detailing the entire experience. Now, if she had dumped the lad, okay, fine. That's a revenge piece. But to take him back and then, you know, have an entire write-up about the ordeal, on the crazy scale, that's about as high as he can get. Okay? I would tell that dude to fucking run for the hills. Seems to me like he's just starting to get into the prime of his pussy-getting career. Okay? So, like, that's, that's a... You gotta run, bro. This is the type of woman who, like, burns your clothes after you break up. She throws your shit stereotypically out of a window. And I think she's Norwegian, so I don't know exactly what they do. They all live on farms in that stupid country. But to go through the whole process of posting a video about this, and then, you know, you get this write-up that you're quoted in, and then having the audacity to be like, yeah, run that. Maybe she's trying to shame this this poor fella, but he seemed pretty torn up about what he'd done. And honestly, if it took one extra fuck for him to get half decent at sex, can't you just take that? Why do you have to make the man feel feel even worse? Humiliate him more. I think this this is this is a sadistic woman. All right, this this broad's gone a little too far for my taste, you know? Now, in his defense, this this kooky broad's so crazy, she might be fantastic in the sack. You know, it's entirely possible he was coming real quick just because she got that, you know, she got that top-shelf coochie. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that, that correlation has been proven. The crazy and hot to being good in bed, yeah, good correlation there. But if they also are crazy enough to get the New York Post to detail the incident, 
that's just a little too far along the scale, you know. Maybe hit that a few more times. Just you're already in deep. But yeah, you got to get out. You got to run, man. There's no fixing someone like that. There, she's going to be that crazy forever. Until maybe she's like in her late 30s and is getting desperate. And still also a weird thing to brag about. You want to do your TikTok video? Go ahead. 700,000 views on TikTok's not really that much. All right? So do that. I can live with that. But once you put it in writing in the post, that's a, it's a step too far. So I'm praying for this man because this woman may kill him at some point. This is not a woman I would want to have children with. Let's just put it that way. This ain't a baby mama you want. If that if she's paranoid during sex because you were good at it, that's very odd. If he had come back after like just fucking the other chick, you know, and could barely get hard for her, and she was like, this is worse than usual, that I would understand. That would make a little a little sense to me. You know, there's a justified reason to be both suspicious and a little irritated. But that he came back and was better? Look, the man was getting reps in, okay? And he apologized. It's not like she found out before he told her. She had suspicions, but he did fess up. So I think the dude looks like the real winner in this article. It was supposed to slander him, but in reality it just details how he got some extra poon, came back, fucked better than he'd ever fucked. You know, then it was like, hey, my bad. And she was like, ah, it's fine, I'll keep you, but I'm going to try to humiliate you in the press. Strange agreement, if you ask me. But a top-tier, top-tier crazy bitch thing to do. She definitely owns crystals. In fact, that's probably how she knew something was off. She was like, why is his chi at such a high level? His chakras should not be this well honed. Okay, they're usually all out of whack. My amethyst is telling me something's up. All right? And it's never lied to me before. Because this the type of delusion, I guess not delusion, just crazy. Because she was right. Now, I don't know if that makes it great. Because I've been, you know, delusional, delusional about things and been right about them. Didn't make it better that I was delusional about them. You know, I just got lucky. And one thing that's not great if you're a delusion-prone uh, person is uh, getting one right every now and then. Not something you want to reinforce. So there was an article written about a new Netflix dating show. And it's a sibling-related dating show called Dated and Related. Now, I do wish this had just been a straight-up incestuous dating show. That would have been really funny, right? You know, if you did this in, like, a country where that was legal and it was just one big batch of cousins and, like, brothers and sisters trying to fuck, that'd be hilarious. But no, the premise is two siblings enter and they co-mingle and shit. Now, one of the weird ones, they also have them like sleeping next to each other and like twin mattresses. Apparently, the idea of having them sleep in one mattress was shot down because that was a line too far, I guess. You know, the producers were like, look, we want to imply that there's some incest. We want the incestuous undertones, right? But, you know, we don't want to be too explicit with it. Plus, what happens if one of the, the you know, pair of siblings actually starts fucking on camera? Then we're going to have a PR nightmare. But let's get them just as close as we can and imply that, hey, you know, maybe on a lonely night there would have been a little Lannister loving, as one would call it. Big Game of Thrones fans, these, uh, these producers are. Now, it's also possible Netflix is just trying to make dating shows for the Deep South. They got like eight other ones based off all sorts of other dumb shit. 
So why not make an incestuous one for the people in, you know, Louisiana? People who are in the incest are customers as well. They pay the same amount of money, all right? And I think it might, you know, be big for them to see a little representation, you know, of people who want to fuck their family members. Because there's not a lot of representation for that, at least in a good light. And this this uh, show here does have a $100,000 prize at the end. Seems odd to have a cash prize on a sibling-focused dating show. Honestly, the cash prize should be like going to the siblings who managed to not fuck each other while they were, you know, on the show. Hey, you managed to not commit incest. Here's $100,000. Or it could have been $100,000 for the people willing to go there. It could also be that they're just, you know, capitalizing on the trend of step-sibling porn, which is incredibly weird, but... As I said last week with Andrew Tate's Fuck Island, you know, and uh, Pornhub My Wedding, maybe that's just what they're going for. They're trying to merge reality TV with a very specific niche genre of porn that's also very popular. And if that's their thinking, then okay, I'm on board. That makes sense to me. If you're going to do all these other dating shows, let's, let's hit all the niche porn categories. Because that's essentially what these shows turn into. It's just softcore porn. You know, you see people making out, and then they go to the fuck room, and they fuck, but it's kind of blurry, and, like, the night vision sucks, even though you know the producers are watching people fuck in, like, 4K. Like, that is part of the allure. It's like, hey, let's put all these siblings together and see which of them fuck. It's the whole show. Probably the whole pitch as well. Honestly, the only one of these shows that I really love and relate to probably too much is Love on the Spectrum. It's like one of my favorite shows ever. Because those motherfuckers are so happy about everything. There's an episode where they go to the... This couple goes to the zoo for like their first date. And they both just geek out about a very specific species of, like, chimp, you know, in a way that only autistic people can, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I admire how excited they can get about things that are, like, meaningless. Honestly, they might be the only happy people on this planet. At this point, because they're the only ones immune to understanding all the bullshit going on. You know, they have like a protective cloak of an extra chromosome. And I'm kind of jealous of it in a way. I wish I could get as excited about anything as those folks did that animal at that zoo. And then one of them gets their first kiss and they freak out like a 14-year-old, which is hilarious because that's where they are developmentally. But some of them have some pretty cool dreams. It's great. You know, I would say, honestly, they should just get rid of these weird incest dating shows. Just give me more love on the spectrum. No, Nothing's going to be more entertaining as that. That's the only people I am, I'm actually interested in, like, how does a relationship form between these people? You know, like, is there a, an autistic setting on Tinder? Because there should be. You know, autistic Tinder could be... There's there's an opportunity there. I don't know how many of them can use phones very well, but probably enough. Right? I don't know. Again, we're talking about capitalism. Where's Hove making the dating app for people who have autism? There's a need that needs to be filled. Black people get autist are autistic too. Okay? This is not just a white problem. This is an everybody problem. We all got folks with autism, and we need them to find someone else that they can be their burden. So if Netflix wants to keep pushing these weird reality shows, stick with the ones that rule, all right? We're at a weird point in TV. I remember like this, the, the early Survivor years, 
when it was all fresh and every every TV studio was like, we got to fucking find our version of this. So everybody just wanted to do reality TV shows. I feel like we're going through that again. But now that like Netflix and Discovery Plus and shit just have uber amounts of money, you know, and these reality shows are pretty cheap to produce. They're just like, fuck it. Make every single one you can think of. A few of them will have to work. Because you could never have pitched in the early 2000s, you know, 2005 Survivor. Hey, what if we did a dating show where it was siblings, you know, pairs of siblings, and, you know, they don't fuck, they might. You get the feeling they might or may have before, but they don't actually do it. You know what we'll call it? Dated and related. There you go. Boom. No, that was getting shot down. But in this era of the streaming wars, someone probably just went to Netflix and was like, hey, I got an idea for a sibling-based dating show. And they were just like, say no more. Here's your money. Film it. If you get them, if you get actual incest on camera, we'll give you a bonus. Well, that does it for this week's installment of the Solo Show Sagas. Uh, if you want to follow us on the social medias, we're on Twitter, at The Hidden Pod. Uh, on Instagram, it's at Hidden in Plain Sight Radio and at Brandon Steel Hidden. Uh, if you want to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Hidden in Plain Sight Pod. Page is always popping. Extra episode there every week. Last week, I gave my review of the first two episodes of She-Hulk, and I shall be reviewing more this week. Also, you get the entire back catalog, hundreds of hours of content for only three thirty-three. It's... It's a bargain, folks, okay? And, you know, makes my ego a little bigger because, like Hove, I'm trying to be a capitalist. So you got to help me get rich, folks. I want to buy a castle. I'd like to do the pod for my castle. Now, we'll get there baby steps, but I'm just saying, know you're funding some pretty cool shit, and we appreciate that. So uh, until next week, folks, remember... Fuck Dave Portnoy. Mamba out.